tribe, your mechanical vibe tribe. You guys are rock stars. We appreciate you, and especially all my podcast family hanging out. Uh, remember, guys, if you dip in and out Sunday, Wrench Nation on your favorite podcast player. And a big shout-out to 88.7 The Pulse, 90.7, and our friends over at KFNX. You guys rock. I know what you do. I've seen you. You've texted us. You've told us. You stop the lawnmower, and you hang out with your favorite Wrench Nation. Well, guess what, people? This uh, show, we are honored to have a very special guest. You've heard him throughout a few of our shows, and he has decided to let Susie take a little break. Actually, Susie's really busy at the garage, our Susie Sockets, but we are so honored to have Mr. Ken Vela. Ken, welcome to the show, brother. Frank, thank you so much. It's fantastic to be here. You know, I'm so excited. I had to just get down here and be here live. That's just the only way to do it. I mean, all right. Now, listen, you, got you, you guys are tuning in. Ken, I can't let you get away. Give me the live right here, right now. Go ahead. Right here, right now. Wrench Nation <laughs> TV is here for you. There you see. You got to love that voice, family. And and Ken Vela, I want you to get on his website, Ken Vela MC. He is the voice of car culture. And it was cool, man. To, to in fact, we took a hike earlier. Yes, we did. Yeah, is that fantastic. Effect, that is effective. Golden voice. No, no, not at all. Yeah, it makes s- it better. You know, the the warm temperature out here is fantastic. I yeah, like yeah, yeah. No, why? Yeah. Hey, for sure. I'm ready to go. We had a great time. We did, yeah, man. We, did. we hung out. We did a little hike, and Ken is visiting, and it truly is uh, awesome to hang in studio. Now, this show, I want to take you guys uh, as we do every week. In fact, I remind you get on the wrenchnation.tv. Last week, we had uh, Vaughn Hot Rod. You talk about Vaughn is a passionate individual, Ken. I mean, you've done some work with him out in uh, SoCal. Yeah, such a great guy. Uh, history, too. It goes back to his even his father. So he you know, talk about dedication and uh, doing, doing what's right and rockabilly and just keep it going for the next generations. Incredible, yeah. incredible You know, it was guy. awesome because he had said that he has not taken secrets to his grave. And there's someone for sure, behind him, up and coming. Mm-hmm. Like a Johnny Martinez, who's here. Right. He's here now. Johnny Martinez. Definitely. We talk yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. You guys tuning in, you can catch that show on WrenchNation.tv. But Johnny, he decided to start his pinstriping career at the age of 60. Yeah. It's, it's never too late, family. You guys know yeah. that. Uh, this show, man, we're, we're honored to have uh, Mark Green yeah. of Cars Yeah Podcast. All my podcast family, you know Cars Yeah, over 1,700 shows and interviews, and Mark is a true, passionate automotive talent, inspiring folks throughout the uh, automotive industry, car enthusiasts. Yeah, and he's spot on. He is spot on. He, yeah. We're going to talk to him about that. From automotive artists, celebrities, journalists, authors, drivers, racers, he has covered so many great talents in the industry. So we're going to have Mark come on. But first, before we do, I wanted to get into some stuff. You guys know the big gorilla in the room, Google. Everybody knows about the Google. Uh, Google and Ford has teamed up, Ken. They have said we're getting we're getting it together, we're dancing together, and for what reason is the next level of technology. Right? Okay. Google search yeah. engine. Right. Ford knows this. And Ford is on a mission in general to mm. reinvent. In fact, all manufacturers are exactly. on a mission yeah. reinventing. You have to. You have exactly. So I just thought it'd be interesting. The battle for Google and Alexa. I want Alexa in my vehicle because I like my Alexa. Is that going to be a pay-per-view thing? I, well, uh, there's going to be some cost. Oh, yeah. Although there is this thing floating around in the industry, the $1 car theory. Hmm. 
which means, and again, it's floating around. The conversations are being had. The $1 car theory. Would you listening buy a car for a dollar if the manufacturer would get your approval to advertise unfettered advertisements to you in your vehicle? Interesting. Does that inside and outside? All things vehicle, especially that center stack. Wow. If we could advertise on that center stack, would you buy that vehicle for $1? Ooh, that'd be, uh, is I, there a trial period? I would, cons- maybe. I don't know, but I don't know yeah. that I'd want to be inundated. Yeah. Google uh, is going to primarily well, team it ha- up. It happens all the time when, we, when you're out searching on the internet. I mean, things are always popping I in. Mean, so imagine already, that on the road. But that's yeah. our personal space, though. I yeah. mean, you see billboards, and we're right. inundated. We know as a society right. we're inundated. But would you, through an unfettered fashioned way, allow that advertisement deep in your private space? Well, if I only had a dollar and I needed a car, I probably would. But is there a contract on that also, too? I'm sure there How would be. Again, this is just yeah. a theory. Right, okay. Subscription vehicles are now. We thought five years ago, oh, heck no, I'll never subscribe to a vehicle. Mm-hmm. I would buy a vehicle and own my vehicle or at best lease my vehicle. Mm-hmm. You can actually subscribe to a vehicle now. Wow. So who knows about this $1 car theory? Ford continues the most profound transformation uh, with their whole electrification, connectivity, and self-driving. And and for all my mechanics in the service space where this gets interesting, just like Tesla, mm-hmm. over-the-air updates. How many of you listening right now would just like to skip the mechanic when that check engine light, you're all nodding, yes, you would. You would love it. Wouldn't have to see us. Mm-hmm. There's an over-and-air update, including, if you need it, like Tesla, a whoopee cushion. Wow. <laughs> Tesla's actually got, I mean. Is Elon, it electric, too? Uh <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is these over, well, Tesla, you know, they're doing a yeah, whole. Electric whoopee cushion, come on. Well, they're doing the whole driving experience. You yeah. know, and Elon will have fun with it. Oh, I yeah, mean, definitely. I don't, I don't know Ford, what Ford's going to do, but yeah. it's the future, man. It's here. Well, Tesla's way ahead. They are. Yeah. In yeah. fact, some would say two ahead. Uh, Elon Musk uh, was uh, seen, I think it was in Shanghai, and he was just casually stating, oh, yeah, self-driving vehicles. We should have that by end of year. <laughs> We're just not set yeah. up. Our infrastructure is not set up for that. Well, recently he was on an interview talking, and uh, they said uh, they mentioned another company, a competitor, and he says, who? <laughs> yeah. Now that's Elon Musk. Yeah. Don't mess with Rocket Man. Mm-hmm. Did you see that launch, by the way, of uh, the last rocket? It was crazy. It, it made it, and then all yeah. of a sudden, we're all like clapping, we're excited. But no, it had to explode. Yeah, that's a tough business to be in. Oh yeah, well, and then you get reminders of you know what happened in the past. You know. Yeah, no doubt. All the other, you know, Cape Canaveral. Yeah, I want you guys to be aware of something going into the spring. I don't care where you guys are, guys are hanging in the country. We are going to see this temperature increases at idle. Temperature goes up, starts overheating your ride. Check the fan clutch. Check the cooling fan. Uh, for those of you that may want to kick some tires and check that before you go in and have it professionally looked at. In fact, we want you to have it professionally looked at, but you may be prone to look at your vehicle and find out, oh, man, what's going on? Is my coolant low? That kind of thing. Yeah, definitely check it out before you make any kind of journeys. Um, check, Go through the systems, air, air, you know, tire checking, uh, all the fluids, everything like that. Yeah, like a little know. spring, a little spring action. Yeah. But, I mean, really, like on your 57 Chevy, and I remind you guys, get on Rich Nation Facebook. We, uh, we actually premiered your... 57 Chevy was just was one awesome, ride. awesome ride. Yeah. But 
Southern California, you got to watch the temperature. You got to push your fan on oh, your. Oh, definitely. We got we actually got a double polar spall on top of that, and it has a, a NASCAR double flow, double pass radiator also too, and also it has a blower system that will actually suck heat out of the engine compartment out on the outside if you're sitting at an idle. So, so you got all measures. It has to be it's, it's, in order to be dependable out there. You know, you have to have all. Mr. Canvella, tell us about the '57 Chevy that people want to know. Well, how much time you got? Come on, man. What did you? What do you? <laughs> what do you got under hood on that thing? Well, it's a 397 cubic inch small block. Uh, started out started out as a uh, 350 uh, 69 Corvette block, 010 high nickel content, 40 over six inch rods, uh, 375 stroke crank, just about a four inch stroke. Uh, ten and a half to one compression runs on pump gas. Uh, Two fifteen uh, uh, CC runners on an uh, aluminum heads and a six forty six forty four roller cam uh, running a, a nine fifty uh, Demon uh, drag race carburetor. Five hundred horse uh, horsepower with five hundred torque foot pounds. So it's a perfect square motor. So we're running a seven hundred R four built to handle a thousand horsepower. A Hughes ten inch lockup converter. Uh, and one of the greatest parts I love is the NASCAR um, rear end. It's a nine inch NASCAR. 444 Detroit Locker. Uh, talk about crazy. Out of the hole, you launch at 5,000 RPM, shifts at 45, and bounces back up to 5, going through the quarter mile. But on the other side of it, dual purpose, I can take it out to Malibu and do 80 miles an hour at 2,800 RPM via the lockup converter and also the uh, the over the extra over. It's almost like a 5-speed. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys are catching us on uh, YouTube, you can see that we posted that up about a week yeah. ago. Yeah, check um, it out. It, it's, it, it brings, we had uh, fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and for a lot of you builders out there, uh, you, you understood that language. And for those that you that may have, well, what, what, what language were they just speaking? Please do watch watch the video. Yeah. It's a quick video, and it's just an incredible vehicle. And, and listen, man, you guys are building your rides out there. Don't give up on it. And watch your budget. Ken, yeah. would you say that some folks stall on their projects because, ooh, ah, I didn't know about that. And yeah. The, the, the thing I always stress is definitely go into research and check out everything. Price points and, and the build that you want to do, your dream build, to make sure you can afford it. Because a lot of times you, you end up not having enough money. And the last thing you want to do is put a lesser quality part in it. My rule of thumb is if you're shooting for 500 horsepower, build everything double. Build everything for 1,000 horsepower, and it will be able to handle it. Now, that 57, we built it in 2,000. I haven't adjusted the carburetor since then. That's so crazy. You there. know, honestly, when we were driving, yeah. that, I thought I thought we yeah. were behind some fuel injection because no. that just curved yeah. out smooth. Yeah. If I, I had I, I a lab it. scope monitoring that, no glitch, yeah. no drops. It was just pure love of horsepower right there. It was sitting six months. We fired it up just for you. Yeah, it was awesome. And I didn't do anything but wash it. You guys check out uh, Ken Vela, yeah, uh, MC. I Ken, appreciate that. Uh, Susie Sockets normally does the weird automotive news. Yeah. You shall be taking that over. What's uh, what's shaking in the uh, craziness of the automotive news? Well, speaking of Tesla, one of their suppliers, I don't know if, you, if anybody heard about that, there was actually a security breach. Oh. And um, that's, that's kind of scary. They got into 222 cameras they accessed. Okay. Now, security in the vehicle or? It's actually part of the assembly line for, for oh, Tesla. Oh, wow. Wow. And the company is uh, Vercada or Vercada. Oh, wait sure. a minute. I've got Vercada, V-E-R-K-A-D-A. Yes, that's the one. We have that camera system at the garage. And they have customers, the information. They have access to um, even prisons and police cameras. Wow. Facial recognition. No, Vercada's big. I it's got huge. it because it has, uh, I mean, yeah. not that we're spying on people, but they're a robust system. So they were violated in the factory. Internationally, collectively, they got together. And the reason why they did it? What do you think? 
Secrets, man. They wanted to see if they could do it and because it was fun. See, that's what you guys do. All you guys out there trying to jump <laughs> jump and bangle boogle us on, on the internet and our computers and stuff. You just I know 150,000 surveillance cameras. Wow. So Tesla was a part of that. Yeah. You're going to make that's one I'm of their suppliers. To, yeah. I'm going to have to go Obviously. back. I mean, I can actually you pull You could be up. on the list, a vendor list that they also have too. I got yeah. maybe during the break I'll pull up our camera system we can actually look at the shop right now. <laughs> no, we use Vicada. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And so it seems like a lot of folks who are doing this kind of hijacking well, just because we wanted to have fun. Well, uh, what, is, what else would there be to do if you're uh, Come on, savvy yeah. Get uh, under these times? You know, you have time. But I, obviously, I, I don't condone that. It's just crazy. But if, it, if, they, if it's something, uh, if they hired a, a company to come out and do that to see where their weakness is in the security. That's I a different that, story. I, I think that's fantastic. I think, I think but so. But this isn't the case. But some kid playing Donkey Kong. No. I can't say yeah. kid, though. It could be. could some be anybody. Yeah. Adult in Yugoslavia. Or, uh, <laughs> any country. Yeah, no <laughs> We're doubt. Country friendly. Well, you know, you got to be safe for sure, and I'm sure Elon Musk and his uh, team at Tesla will take care of that. Oh yeah, 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 they, no they, doubt. They're covered. They're gonna, they're gonna take care of that right away. Cars here podcast can be heard on all major podcast players. I want you guys to stay tuned. We've got a very special guest, the host of Cars Yeah, Mark Green, coming back at you, Rich Nation. Of course you want your mileage back. And all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned, and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost 3 to 1 over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. I got my mileage back. BG. Bolt-On Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technology software provide customer vehicle condition reports including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Support for Wrench Nation Car Talk, the smart choice for auto parts, Pronto National Association. Pronto is committed to the independent automotive aftermarket and demonstrates leadership within the automotive industry. Pronto Association is made up of nearly 100 member auto park distributors. Visit pronto-net.com. Automotive technical training, parts lineup, and representation of the automotive member community. Pronto-net.com. Vision collision. God forbid you get into an accident or you get a little bumper, fender, bender, slide, or even if you've got that shopping cart that ends up scratching the side of your newer ride. My friends at Vision Collision, they're certified. They deal with insurance companies, but also what I really like is they were able to deal with my situation. I didn't want to exercise my insurance and I paid out of pocket and they gave me a very fair price with quality work. So for any complete auto body paint and repair, you want that small business, the heart of business that treats you one-on-one vision collision 480-248-9049 visioncollision.com when you're thinking about body shop or collision work paint repair dent repairs collision wheel restoration vision collision is the way to go tell them frank at wrench nation sent you 480-248-9049 480-248-9049 
Vision Collision. Right on. Welcome back. Wrench Nation hanging out with you guys. I remind you guys to get on a wrench. Nation.tv. You can catch all the shows uploaded there. Honored to have Mr. Ken Vela, MC Ken Vela in house. Ken. Honored to be here. Yeah, right on. Uh, celebrating the interesting people and places of the automotive industry. Mark Green of Carsia Podcast takes you on a journey with over 1,700 interviews highlighting the amazing folks behind the wheel, underhood, the boardroom, and more. In fact, I want you, family, get on to Carsia.com. Mark Green, are you? Hanging in the wings. Mark, welcome to the show. I am in the room. I'm sitting here trying to figure out how to push the button to make my electric whoopee cushion go off. I'm telling you. Be careful. You might get shocked, buddy. Yeah. But 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 on that point, we've gone from, I mean, it's a different level of future experience by way of we want it now. And Tesla's really created a driving experience that way, including a whoopee cushion if you want it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'll take the ludicrous mode. Thank yes, <laughs> exactly. I'm with you there, Mark. Extra crispy. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mark, you've been around for a while, um, dedicated to an amazing platform. Again, I'll remind you guys, get on to carsia.com. What were some of uh, your early year mentors, uh, you know, way before Carsia, that helped you overcome some, uh, some of the uh, objections and such that you may have had throughout life? Well, that's a big question. First, I want to thank you, Frank, for having me on the show. And Ken, my buddy Ken, has been a guest on the show. Uh, Love you, Mark. Yeah, good to, good to yeah. hear your voice, my friend. <laughs> we had an awesome talk on cars. Yeah, but thank you for having me here. Early mentors. Well, you know, I have to I have to start with my parents because you know they were the first ones there, of course. And uh, <laughs> a couple of things. My mom, she taught me to be kind to everyone and to really focus on, on giving back to others. And that's the premise of the Cars Yeah! podcast when I launched that. My dad, he came from very hardworking stock. He grew up on a farm in Texas. Those guys never take a vacation. And he taught me a lot of things about working hard, strong ethics, uh, focus on perfection. He was an architect. And got, he, he taught me how to look at things differently, which was incredible value to me throughout my life. And I think back to after college, even though I started working, I started some of my own businesses really, really young. But my first real job, I will say, was with a guy named Richard Warner at an advertising agency. I worked there for 11 years as a creative director and account executive. And he taught me some great lessons about uh, work ethic as well. But he always kept it fun. He had a great attitude. But he also reminded me, as he taught me how to be an account executive, go out and bring work in, that a no today means a maybe tomorrow. Now, I wish he'd been around when I was in high school. I'd have had a lot more dates because I would have <laughs> asked a lot more girls out more than once. Uh, but that was really important. But I tell you, in the last almost seven years now of doing Cars Yeah, I have been dropped some incredible value bombs, golden nuggets, as they call them, by my guests like Ken and 1,700-plus people. In fact, this morning I interviewed my 1,793rd guest, closing in on wow. 1,800 as a mile marker. Kind of cool. You know, while we're on that, that subject there, before we get into your first, uh, you know, passionate connection to all things vehicle, how do you do 1,700 interviews? I mean, you've got to have, <laughs> what does your day look like in the morning, Mark? Share that, because we do have Outside of the automotive genre, we, we have a, well, everyone seems to be producing a podcast this, mm-hmm. these days. What's your discipline right. like during the day? 
extreme, uh, ultra extreme. And it has been for, like I said, almost seven years. But that goes back to that work ethic. I've never been afraid to work hard. I started my own business when I was nine, I believe, with a friend of mine, Steve Fitch. We started the Playboy Bar in his garage. Uh, Then I started a car detailing business when I was in junior high that carried me through high school and paid for most of my college education. What does my work day look like? Well, I get up very early before 6 in the morning. I'm usually at my desk by 6, 6 6.15 a.m. I send out an email to that day's guests, thanking them for being on the show, do a bunch of social media first thing to kind of pronounce what's going on with my show and so forth. Uh, Then I take a, a look at what's coming up that day. You know, I record a minimum of five shows a week. The most I've ever recorded in one week was 19. That was a bit much, but that's definitely doable. But I'm always trying to stay ahead. For instance, the show I recorded, two, three shows this morning, those shows will be going up mid-April. So I've already got shows done all the way through mid-April. I have a lot of shows in the can. I learned that lesson the hard way early on. Uh, I'll say I've I've only missed one show in almost seven years. That was the day my father passed. And I had not planned well. His his death kind of came very quickly, and I wasn't prepared, and I didn't have enough shows. And so I re-ran a show and that day. I called the guest and said, hey, could I rerun your show? And told him what was going on. He said, my gosh, why why are you worrying about your show? You just lost your dad. But I said, well, because my dad taught me that the show will go on. You always come through. I had sponsors that I was responsible for, so... I just made it work, but throughout the day, I will do a variety of things. I'll book shows, I'll record shows, I'll edit shows, I'll be reaching out to people. I get to be on cool radio shows like your guys right here. This is pretty neat to get the mic flipped on me. Uh, it's busy, and it stays busy all day. I try to take an hour break in the middle of the day to do some exercise, get away from my desk. Yeah, I either take my neighbor's dog, Warden, for a walk. I like to call him Talks with Warden. He's a good listener. So I can tell him all about my my woes. If it's raining, he doesn't like to rain much, and it rains a little bit up here in the Pacific Northwest where I live. Then I'll go back and get, you know, I've got a home gym here. So try to take a break and do that. I try to spend a little time each day working on my business instead of in it. So that is take some time out, a block of time, shut everything down, and think about where am I going, what do I want to do, how do I scale, how do I move, For instance, right now, I'm dedicated the entire month of March to women because Women's History Month is March. Women's International Women's Day was March 8th. A few days ago, I had a lady on the show from England. So I've dedicated 23 shows this month to women in the automotive sector, which is pretty cool. So I'll I'll line up things like that. When we get back to being able to travel, I have travels. I get paid to go and be a keynote speaker at car events. Can't believe I get to come home and tell my wife, look good. I brought money back from a car event, <laughs> a big visa bill. So it's just very busy, and it's it's every day. I mean, I, I you know I take a little bit of time off sometimes on the weekends, but this is uh, this is a life passion. I love what I'm doing. I I always say what I'm doing is like Forrest Gump's box of chocolates. I get to listen to some really tasty people every day. I never know what I'm going to get. Most people that come on my show, like when Ken was on, I never talked to Ken before. I didn't know what I was going to get. I knew it was going to be tasty and sweet, and he delivered. 
but it's always unique. So you have to kind of, you guys know you're on live radio and all this. You got to kind of dance on your tongue, as I call it. You do. And I, and I gotta, I gotta jump in. That's a, that's a fascinating day, but you said something that I think uh, most of us absolutely can relate to, especially when we're starting off. And a lot of our listeners are starting off, whether it be a path in the automotive industry uh, or, Mm -hmm. you know, a build project. If, Discipline does not include taking a moment to walk away. Out of everything I heard you say, Mark, you have the discipline to walk away and take a break. How important is that? Because uh, I would say folks can get burned out. Wouldn't you agree? It's massively important. Whether you're into, I've heard a lot of people I've had on my show into meditation, transcendental meditation, or just taking time to decompress, exercise, super key. And we're all stuck in front of these monitors all day long, and it's just not good for you health-wise. Also, just all that stuff coming at you. So to get outside into nature and breathe fresh air or go back and do some exercises, yoga, whatever you like to do, just get away from it. Do something different for a little bit because, yeah, you can get a bit overwhelmed. But the, here's the key. If you're doing what you love – my mom, I know she's listening. Hey, mom. Uh, she always says, you know, working too hard. Take a break, Mark. Take a break. But I like what I'm doing. I mean, that's the beauty in what we're doing with cars. I won't say it's not like work because it is work. It is a lot of work, a lot of discipline. But you got to find time to take a moment. And also, if you have a family, for goodness sake, focus on them. Find times of the day you got to focus on them. You can't ignore them. That is not a good thing. Yeah, I think sometimes as as entrepreneurs and, well, let's just face it, hustlers of passion and you, you lose yeah. track. You lose track of time and the people well, in your life. Ken, talk yeah, to us you, about you've that. You've got to hand. I mean, you got to be able to harness all that. And it sounds like you've got. Yep. I mean, obviously, you've got you've got the pure passion. I mean, it, it speaks volumes. I mean, being on the show and and I love being on the show for the fact that we we actually connected and we visually also. That we're able to do yeah. do that. Yeah, as well, well, now in the day of yeah. Zoom, sure. Yeah. Before we get to, to break, we got a few minutes. I've got to ask you. Here you are. You're doing PR. You're working away. I, I believe you also worked in a garage. We're going to talk about that later on in the show. But what was yep. your connection, man? That that just said, "Oh my gosh, this thing on four wheels. I'm hooked." What was your first <laughs> uh, affinity for all things automotive? There. Well, look, I grew up in Southern California. I was fortunate to grow up in La Jolla, California, a really nice neighborhood north of San Diego, surrounded by cool cars. Most of my friends' parents had very cool cars. So I'd go over to their house. i get to see them. I remember going to a, a girl's birthday party. I was very excited. I was very smitten with her. And I found out that her dad had a Porsche Speedster. And I spent the whole party in the garage with her dad. Needless <laughs> to say, she was a little perturbed with me. But I got to grow up in that environment. My dad, when I was very young, five, six years old, had a 49 MGTC. That probably kicked it off for me, riding in that car with the top off. I mean, what could be better? And remember, my mom's brother gave me a Cadillac, a Garten pedal car Cadillac. It was yellow when I was about two. And that was like, oh, this was my mom said she couldn't get me out of that thing. Like the coolest (laughs) thing ever. So I was a model maker like a lot of kids, skateboard rider. I detailed bikes. I I would paint pinstripes on my bikes. I would paint other kids' bikes. But growing up in Southern California, around all those nice cars, allowed me to start a detailing business in junior high and high school so I could keep myself in new surfboards. It was the environment in Southern California. Yeah, no doubt. It's it's just, was it? Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. 
Carsier is in the top 1% of automotive podcasts. I want you guys to get on to carsier.com. Also, an accolade that's pretty cool, recognized by the DuPont Registry. We're going to dive deeper with uh, Mark Green. Stay tuned, Ranch Nation. You don't know me. I'm not just one of your many toys. You don't know me. Don't say I can't go with other boys. Funding for Wrench Nation Car Talk brought to you by Anytime Auto Glass, a family-owned full-service windshield replacement and repair company with a focus on hard work, integrity, and providing a no-hassle professional service for their windshield and vehicle tint clients. Anytime AutoGlassAZ.com or call 480-430-4597. Anytime Auto Glass. 52% of the population family are women. We love you ladies, but less than 3% of you women are professional technicians. Our charity partner, Tech Force Foundation, believes if we want to solve this little technician shortage, we need to start talking to 52% of these ladies out in the population. Head on over. If you feel like you can tinker with the best of them, head on over to techforce.org. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time, the quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me? My clients, and they're likely not to come back. Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer, Get on to partsauthority.com. Check locations nationally near you, partsauthority.com. Now I'm the king of the swingers, uh, the jungle VIP. I've reached the top and had to stop, and that's what's bothering me. Welcome back, uh, Wrench Nation. Uh, Frank here hanging out with uh, Mr. MC Ken Fellow. Filling in for Susie Sockets. I'm sure Susie's listening. Let's say hi. Hey, Susie. We miss uh, you. And we tell you guys all the time, we, we operate a very busy garage, and once in a while, oh, Susie, yeah. Susie has to pull the emergency cord, so of course she'll be back with us, but cool to hang out. Ken, before we bring Mark on, yeah. we let's make that announcement about, you, you kind of formalized what's coming up in June out in uh, Fountain Valley. What do you got going on? Yeah, Fountain Valley, California, June 19th, we've got our, actually it's going to be the 16th annual it's kind of hard. I get missed, uh, mixed up a little bit on the dates because we had to skip a year and then we well, rescheduled. All, this COVID has it's got like us all. Maybe the 15th yeah. or maybe it's, it's the 16th tough. annual. Um, but uh, we're, we're going forward June 19th, um, uh, Mile Square Park. Uh, we're going to have all kinds of different entertain- entertainment from the early brass cars all the way up to tuners, uh, classic motorcycles, vintage motorcycles, um, as well as uh, vintage trailers. That's a big deal right now. That's huge. Can I ask you, vintage yeah. trailers seems like in the last few years, at least, mm-hmm. I mean, they've always been around, but they have gained in popularity. Why is this? It's the uh, it's the culture. It's, it's such a, it, it's just amazing. The mm-hmm. first time I was introduced to it was up in Buellton at Flying Flags, and um, David Neal of the Murphy Auto Museum actually puts this uh, on, and, and it's going, uh, this will be the 11th year. And uh, over 300 vintage trailers, and they dress the part, they decorate the part. Uh, it's it's all period correct, and it's amazing the uh, the camaraderie. Uh, we know in the car world how everybody is. Yeah, I always you know? said, put us in government, we'll straighten it out. But you know what? <laughs> in the vintage trailer, I'm going to say double that that passion. Really? It's well, amazing. I mean, if you can dress the role too, that's really cool. Yeah. 
Let's uh, bring Mr. Mark Green of Cars Your Podcast. Welcome back, Mark. I am here, guys. Yeah, honored to have you on. Tell us now, you, you, uh, you've done quite a few things. Uh, you actually, uh, I believe for about 20 years, were you involved in the automotive industry working in the bays? I was. I've kind of said I've reinvented myself a bunch of times. I worked out of college in an advertising firm. I started as a creative guy, account executive. I evolved into because I asked my boss, I'm going to make more money at this. And he said, well, bring in some business. And I go, how do I do that? He said, well, you put it on a suit and you go downtown, you knock on doors in those high-rise buildings. Because there was no computers back then. I'm aging myself. No phones, no cell phones. No, there were phones, no cell phones. And uh, so I learned how to do that. And one of the accounts I landed was a startup company at the time called Grio's Garage. Car care business. Mostly back then they sold high-end tools, car people to use in their garage. And I landed that business as they just started. And our firm started designing their catalog, became uh, friends with the owner of that business. And he said, hey, how would you like to come on and help us build this brand? And I'm like, "Hmm, I don't know. I'm part of this business I've been involved with for 11 years. I'm I'm really rock solid. I was living in Del Mar with my wife. We had a new baby, uh, a daughter who was five at the time. And he said, problem is I'm going to be moving up to the Pacific Northwest. And I said, well, I drive a Cabriolet Porsche 911. When it rains too much, it kind of leaks. I don't think that's going to work for me. <laughs> you were spoiled uh, in anyway, Southern well, California. You're not about to leave. <laughs> I know. Who wants to come up here to Seattle yeah. you know, where it rains all the time? Why would I do that? So at any rate, he convinced me that I should come on board. And I, I did. And I was there for 20 plus years. And my goal, my role started as merchandising, VP of marketing. I mean, back then there were very few people in the business. There was maybe five. Even, what did, what did they do, four. Mark? What did uh, Grail's Garage catalog. do? It was a catalog business. Uh, Grail's Garage was a, started as a direct mail catalog business before the Internet was really useful. And we sold things that automotive enthusiasts would use in and on their cars. So things for the garage. Gotcha. Very few car, very few, yeah, very few car care products, which is what it grew into. Uh, high-end tools, we tried to focus on really high-end stuff, things that you could not find normally. And I would literally travel around the world looking for really cool products to brand, develop products. So I got to combine my creative talents with my marketing talents, with my business prowess, and just learn as I go as we built this thing. So the catalog grew, the business grew. We moved up here to the Northwest, kind of came up here kicking and screaming, sold the cabriolet, bought a coupe, and... uh so you fixed and the I leak. I was there for a long time. Yeah, you fixed the leak time. for was, sure. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, yeah. it's those those old cars, the tops didn't hold water very well once they got saturated. They, sure, they just sure. Didn't. Yeah, it was it was a great car. It was a pretty new car. But at any rate, um, came up here and, you know, our family grew. And my wife, she quit her job as an engineer to be a stay-at-home mom, which I'm very thankful. She retired early to do that. And I worked all the time, traveled all over the world, did a lot of cool things. It was really nice. And I got to help build that brand with a great team of people into a really stellar brand, primarily of car care products. I, I learned how to develop car care products, uh, market them. I got to design bottles and labels and write books about car care and design the catalog. And then this thing called the Internet came along, right? And that changed everything. Yeah, to did. readjust and kind of refigure it all out. But very proud of what I did there. Uh, we bought an old coca-cola build a bottling building and i got to design that facility using history from my dad being an architect state-of-the-art really cool place so i'm really proud of what i got to do there uh it was awesome uh, 
just just a wonderful experience for me all around. It was great. Yeah, I mean, you went you went from literally old school cold calling, which was not easy. I could I could see the no. holes in your oh, yeah. shoes. We yeah. did. We did the. Uh, remember, we did the vacuum cleaners. <laughs> you did Kirby. I did yeah. TriStar. I, Mark, I'm, I'm sure. Mark, I got to tell you, I subscribe to that magazine, and I loved huh? magazines growing up as a well, kid. Well, just to let the audience know, it's 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 it's. How do you pronounce that? Because it looks like it's Grios. 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 So G R I O T S. Apostrophe S. It was a catalog business. So I just want to let the audience know. I mean, they they just. In yeah. reference to what we're talking about, yeah. uh, G-R-I-O-T-S, garage.com, yep. and they, they have yeah. product there. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, it was an yeah, amazing no company. Catalog. It was no hard store or anything like that. It was direct right. mail catalog business before the Internet. Mm-hmm. So you would mail hundreds of thousands of catalogs and wait for the phones to ring. And then we would uh, have Man. goods in our warehouse, yeah. pick I was, and pack. You know, Mark, it's you funny. I, I, I was just telling the crew, I have a stack of four inch what seems four inch thick catalogs and i won't throw them away i have no use for these catalogs <laughs> but i feel so guilty because somebody put some money in this these things you know well look here you got to think this way the catalog business anything printed is a sustainable item it comes from trees that can be replanted that's another it thing, employs yeah. a t- it employs a ton of people i always kind of look you know people oh you know you shouldn't throw away things because cutting down all the trees. Now, these trees are replanted, they're regrown, they're reused. It's, it's supplying jobs for so many people. It, now everything's recycled, reused. So p- recycle them. Get them out of your yeah. life. They're burdening you, my friend. Save a, save a <laughs> job, not, not a tree. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Right. Mark, yeah. you, you've had yeah. the, the honor and pleasure to interview quite an array. Um, and, and, and I'm just going to declare to you you were one of the inspirations for us here at Wrench Nation, and that's Whoa. that is straight up. We, I'm honored. I I wanted to figure out a way to propel for the next generation. You know, I got tired, and you guys listening have heard this on the show before. I got tired of hearing about the shortage in the industry, right? Or my fellow shop owners that would complain that they couldn't find anybody. You know, and it was sure. this sort of all this after effect, and we could complain and try to figure out what happened. But really, the premise of the show is really to take people on that journey and pass the torch. And when I when I studied, I really did. I mean, I enjoyed all your shows. I didn't listen to all 1,700. I listened quite a few. I really enjoyed the passion. And I said, you know what? Why not Frank? And ultimately with Susie. And this was about four or five years ago. So I want to thank you. You were a mentor to us to actually get launched. Well, thank you. And I, I think that's huge. And for those of you listening, you know, you, you take that step, but you also know that you've got to take some cues. Uh, I, I go back to Von Hot Rod because Von was like, you know what, dude, I can pinstripe all day long. I can rockabilly all day long. But the fact is this, it doesn't mean anything if I'm not sharing. And that's what you're doing, Mark, day in and day out, inspiring car enthusiasts all over the world. And it's an amazing wow. thing also, too, as, as, as on, on the interview we talked about that. And I heard your show five years ago, and we had that conversation. And I said, I want to be on that show, but what, <laughs> what, what, what can I do in order to you know, make the grade, so to speak? So I took that time and became worthy in my mind to be able to do it. And next thing you know, I'm on your show. I mean, it, it's, it's fantastic. Well, it was an honor, and I, I'm really humbled by what you guys are saying. I'll tell you something. When I started this, 
I dove in deep. I wrote an entire, I, I didn't even know what a podcast was. My son gave me this idea and I, I wrote an entire business plan. It's kind of what I am. I'm a, I'm a bit tightly wound. I'm very focused, very business oriented. I wrote a whole business plan. But one of the things that one of the, the people I talked to about doing this said to me, a bit of a mentor said, you need to understand your why. And he said, why are you doing this? Like, what's the reason? And I went back to what I said at the beginning of the show about my mom, about always trying to give back to others. And we'll, we'll touch on this in a minute because it's a secret I've learned about the happiness to life. How to be safe, how to be happy, what's the meaning of life? So I decided I've got to come up with my why. And my why is three simple words. Inspiring automotive enthusiast. I trademarked that. Yes. And what that means is that it's a double entendre. I am inspiring automotive enthusiasts by talking to inspiring automotive yes. enthusiasts. It, it, like Ken. I mean, it, you know, to be worthy to be on my show, you just have to love cars, really. <laughs> because I've had guests as young as 14 years old and as old as 94. Isky, Ed Iskandarian. Mm-hmm. And all sorts of people in between. And, of course, our good uh, mutual friend, Fireball Tim, oh, yeah. who said, hey, you know, Ken's got to be on the show. And I'm like, yeah, that guy I always see you with in Malibu. Why not? Yeah, let's have him on the show. And <laughs> Ken was one of those shows that really pulls on your heartstrings because we got deep, we deep into his life. And some of the stories I've heard from people, have knocked, I don't know what's coming, and they've pushed me back on my heels. I just recorded or edited a show today that's going to be going up tomorrow brought tears in my eyes. We're a young guest. She's young, getting into the trade, talked about losing her good friend in a car accident. And I didn't know that was going to come on. And how do you, how do you carry on a conversation when someone tells you that and cries? You know, it's, you, again, you got to dance on your tongue a little bit. But uh, it's, for me, it's an honor to bring these people's stories to light because I hear what you just told me all the time. You inspired me. And because of what your guest said and you said, I decided to go do something with my life that was meaningful. And if anything, this last year has taught us with COVID, you better be doing something with your life that's meaningful because you don't know when your life's going to end. Yeah, no doubt. You guys, if you're just joining us, we got Mark Green, host of the wildly popular and inspiring Cars Yeah podcast. You can find that on all over the Internet and, of course, your favorite car uh, podcast player, CarsYeah.com. Um, it, it takes a lot. We talked about that earlier to run uh, from A to Z. Buku, respect for you, Mark, by having a business plan. If you're out there, guys, tuning in right now and, and, and you're passionate about something, you talk about really like fracturing by the unknowns. The unknowns is what can create that anxiety. Why not have that business plan to reduce the anxiety of the unknowns Mark, you did that. Talk to us about some of the initial pain points that you had uh, <laughs> growing a podcast. I mean, we've got a lot of folks that are stepping up their game as well with their podcast. What what can you avoid? I mean, if you can share some of the mistakes, that oh. sort of thing. Maybe one or what two nuggets. You, what can you avoid? Here's the first thing. We are the culmination of the people we surround ourselves with. Surround yourself with great people who are much smarter than you who can teach you things. That's number one. First thing I did when I decided I was going to try this, my son Blake gave me the idea. He was away at college. My wife was at home very ill. I'd left Grios to try to figure out something new to do with my life. I had to care for my wife. She literally had to be carried around the house. She couldn't walk for months. Oh, wow. Very scary time. My dad had fallen and broken his neck. He was 80 years old. 
Uh, Jill, my wife's mother, had cancer. It was just a horrible year from that respect of all this stuff going on. And my son's away at this college, and I'm like, I got to make money to pay for this college. And and he said, Dad, why don't you start a podcast? And I said, Well, okay, what is that? He said, Well, <laughs> here, let me give you some tips, Dad. You know, come into the 21st century. And he said, you've been taking me to car shows my whole life. He's been going to Pebble Beach Car Week with me. He, he, I think he's gone 18 times. I've gone 30 times. This would have been my 31st year last year. And he said, what do I tease you about? You can't walk past anybody without talking about their cars and their business. You always ask people all these questions about them, and you, you listen. Why don't you do that? And, of course, my question was, okay, that sounds fun, but how do you make money? Because that tuition bill's coming, son. And... I started learning about podcasts. Again, it goes back to your initial question. Start talking to people. And the great thing about the car industry, you guys know this. Listeners out there who love cars know this. If you ask people in the car industry to talk about their cars, you got to figure out how to shut them up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they won't stop. So. You know what? But that's what I love because, you know, that moment or two, let's just say five or ten minutes of conversation, maybe 20 in yep. some occasions, with all due respect, why not? There's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears behind an individual putting uh, putting a bill together, yeah. and and uh, you're yeah. right. There's there's a ton of great story. Ken, I'm sure you've seen that yeah, running car you know, shows. I, I've yeah. noticed when I talk to you know in interview uh, car owners, uh, it, it's it's amazing. As soon as you get that opportunity, you see them light up. It's that passion, and you feel it, and it just energizes both of you, and yeah. it just keeps keeps going, and it, it's so cool. Mark, yeah, yeah you, and. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mark. Go ahead, Mark. Well, I was just going to say one other thing. I read a great book years ago, Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Great book. And I love Habit 5. First, listen to understand. I'm paraphrasing. First, listen to understand, then speak to be understood. Because when you listen, you learn. Mm -hmm. So my podcast has taught me to listen. But when it comes to pain points, that was your initial question. Most people think, and I've help some people start podcasts. I've actually, they've hired me to help them get up to speed faster. And most of the time what they have no idea is how much work this is to do it well. To be professional, to be on point. I edit all my shows. It takes quite a bit of time to make every guest sound as good as they possibly can because most people are not eloquent speakers. I'm not an eloquent speaker. I have to correct myself in my edits of my show that's why this live is like so. Oh, I'm so nervous. So you're doing a fine job, brother. <laughs> Thank, you're a pro. Seventeen hundred and three. You're yeah. awesome. You got yeah, it down, I, buddy. I keep pushing the whoopee, the electric whoopee cushion button here. I, that make me remind me I'm awake. So uh, that I need, <laughs> I need to stay awake. I should say I know I'm awake. So pain points. Most people they go, well, how do you make? And that's what a lot of my friends said. How are you making any money at this? Well, you got to build an audience. That never happens. Overnight, we all look at these famous people like Joe Rogan or Adam Carolla or these podcasters that have been around or have been in the industry, and they've got millions of listeners. And it's real easy to get defeated and go, I'm never going to have a million listeners. How could I ever get to that point? And I'm always reminded, these guys have been in their business, the entertainment business, for 20, 30, 40 years. You can't become an overnight star, not even in a year or two. So I always tell people, first of all, Build a plan and build a runway. Your runway is money in the bank because you're not going to make money for a while. You need to have that aside. So if this is a side hustle for you and you want to make it a full-time job, you better 
work at night. So when you come home, you don't flip the TV on. You don't pop a beer. You don't go to a party. You don't go to have dinner with your friends. You come home, you eat a quick meal, and you go to work. Building that brand, it takes time. Even famous actors, go back and look at how long they've been in this business and how long it took them to get to where they are and how vulnerable they are at any moment they could go out of of popularity. So that's leading me to my next point. Be ready to reinvent yourself as much as possible. I know we're going to talk, we have time today about the TV show that I did. Yes. Which was, you know, something I'd like to talk about getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah. So, but you have to build an audience. And then again, it goes back to talk to people, call podcasters. How do you make your money? I, like, I talk to so many people. My wife sometimes says you're spending too much time helping people, but people will call me and say, how'd you do this? And that's when I, some people I said, look, if you want me to teach you, you can hire me by the hour. We'll spend three hours a week on Zoom, and I'll teach you how to do this. And I've done that for a few people. It's not really my primary business, but I have to value my time as well. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, but it just takes a lot of work. And, again, learn your trade. It's like building a car. You can't just go out and restore a car. Ken knows this. You know this. Oh, yeah. And expect to do a good job. You have to learn all the pieces of the trade and then try to build a business around restoring cars. That is a huge, huge challenge. But some people have figured out how to do it. Call them. Ask them how they did it. Uh, be willing to go and donate your time to work with them for free. Yeah, no doubt. Watch. No doubt. I mean, Take it's notes. the discipline. Yeah. And uh, But I, I, I want to go back. I think this is a real gold nugget for folks. You will burn yourself out racking your brain and pounding your head if you don't include the discipline to zen out, however you zen out, because if the last thing you want to do is burn out, and it's the same with a build project, Ken. Right. I mean, you you may be at a point where oh, I, the planning wasn't that great, and I I run out a few dollars, and you know what? I I'm just gonna I'm done, and that's when the car sits for ten years. Yeah, you've got right. to be careful. And the biggest thing, and, and I've noticed, I mean, with what you know, listening to your philosophy, you know, balance. You you've got the key. You've, you've got everything. And the most important thing, like you had mentioned, is taking care of yourself, taking t uh, that time to make sure you're still on track and going where you need to go. And, and then don't dive right back in to your passion and you lose all track of time. Yeah, no doubt. Mark, talk about pain points, some uh, pressure pain points, maybe some happiness behind a pain point. You were approached to do television. Tell us about that right before COVID. Yeah, yeah. Um, got connected with someone to do a TV show. Uh, actually, it was originally approached by Velocity way back when it existed. Uh, one of their senior-level persons said, hey, I listened to your podcast. It would make a great TV show. I went, okay, who is this? Is this a joke call? Seriously? <laughs> and uh, anyway, long story short, we started working together. They sent me some agreements, and I read them, and I went, who would sign this? Doesn't what's in this for me? Oh, you'll be famous. Yeah, no, wait a minute. Not that I'm famous already, but what's really in this for me? I, I didn't like the way the whole thing was structured. So I connect with somebody in the automotive industry who'd done TV shows to help have them help me. Again, find somebody who's already done this. And we decided to somewhat self-produce the show, which meant raising money and then producing a show. So we ended up doing 13 episodes. It was on MAV TV, which is kind of a a different platform because it's not hard to make a TV show. I've learned that. Now, I'll say that with a bit of a caveat. you got to know what you're doing, got to have good editors, good camera people. 
But I already had the connections with the people, and everyone I called that said, could we come do a show like Cars Yeah at your place? They said, yeah, come on over. And so we did 13 episodes. Um, I learned my relationship with my co-producer didn't go the way I wanted, so I got rid of that. I took over the show myself 100%. We were also live-streamed on Lucas Oil Racing. As I said, we were on MAV TV. We are all set to do season two, and... There's a song out there by The Buggles. You probably know the song. It's called Video Killed the Radio Star, mm-hmm. right? Remember that song, Video interesting, Killed the interesting. Radio Star? Yeah, well, COVID killed the TV show because COVID hit a year ago about this time, and all of a sudden you couldn't go shoot anything. You couldn't travel. Nobody wanted to be around anybody. Government shut everybody down. At the same time, a lot of businesses kind of went, ooh, this isn't looking good. They pulled back on their budgets. So trying to raise money for anything became very challenging. So it stopped. So I decided, okay, well, can't go do that. So we'll just put it on hold. Uh, Talked to some distributors, which I'm still talking to now about taking season one and selling it and then using revenue from that to fund season two. I've already got half a season two shot, so... We're kind of sitting there. So, But then another thing happened this past year, as you know. TV has done a major, major reinvention of itself. Yes. Streaming. Yep. Streaming and, is where it's at. Yeah. 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 So now it's all reinvented. At the same time, when, when I started, Velocity disappeared because I was pretty close to doing a deal with them, and then they just went quiet. I'm like, why aren't they returning my calls? I guess they don't love me. And then I get a call from this person saying, we're Motor Trend. Velocity is no more. That's right. Motor Trend uh, took show, over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this little show you're doing with them, we, we, we're not sure about it. I mean, we'll talk to you later, and maybe we can do something. And Hello, goodbye. And so it was like, what, what's going on? And now it's changing again because TV is just it's changing. And so now you got to think about how can you sell it. But there's, no, there's a bright point here because – you could sell your show to multiple platforms all over the world versus, let's say, Discovery locks into you and wants you to be on the show. Well, you might go, woohoo! Some of these deals, I don't know about. I, I look at them and I go, I'm not sure who's signing some of these deals. I don't see what's in it for me. But you can now not just be locked in with one network. You can start looking at all these other streaming, Hulu's and Apple TV and start shopping. all those different things and sell to each of them because they're all trying to vie for our money. In our time, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I like the idea, the Mark, is. that you have stayed true blue, back to the discipline, ownership of your brand. We've had these conversations uh, with yep. guests on the show, as well as you know, around the around the toolbox uh, throughout the industry, uh, throughout the country, and the in the and, and and the conversation that says, "Hey, if, if you're willing to put in the work, have that business plan. It's never going to be clean. It's going to get sloppy." And I love the fact yep. that you're not giving up on that. You're not, COVID's not stopping, Mark Green. The shift <laughs> in how we get and receive our TV streaming digital is not going to stop, Mark Green. Where can folks find the existing episodes? I, I want to send folks over. Where, where can they find well, them? Well, you can't, you cannot find them right now because they are locked down. And the reason for that is wow. we're, we are making an effort to sell them worldwide. So I got you. Got you. Put, yeah, yeah if, you, if you put them out there publicly, like on YouTube, I could do that. But YouTube's changed. It's hard to make money on YouTube. Unless Absolutely. You've got we, lots we, of viewers. So 
Yeah, so they're they're in lockup right now. Let's put it that way. All right. Well, we'll be we'll we'll uh, maybe when where they unlock, you let us know. I'll bring the popcorn. I will. We want to be ringside, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's a perfect example that. of reinventing yourself. First, <laughs> first guys, like yeah, you have to re. We're all reinventing ourselves right now. I tell you, uh, things will not go back to the way they were. I just wrote my weekly blog today, and I talked about that. That you have to be willing to choose to change because things will not go back to the way they are. And quite honestly, I don't mean that ominously. Things never go back to the way they were. Yeah. Constant. Well, we got to constantly reinvent. It's part of business no matter what we do. Mark Green, com. An honor to have you on the show, Mark. Thank you so much. Thank you. This yes, is great. Beautiful, Mark. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's the thing. I think the takeaway, I mean, Mark could be, you know, highlighting the plumbing industry for all we care, but the fact is he's disciplined. Yeah, and, and the balance that he's got and the focus uh, is, is amazing. And, you know, when do you stop reinventing yourself? Yeah, I mean, that's a Never. that's a key message. Yeah. And and so you guys do yourself a favor, man. Dive into some great topics uh, from across the board, artists, celebrities, journalists, authors, and I hope the TV thing works out for you. Yeah, definitely. And also check behind the scenes what it's about, you know, the struggle that you're going through. Um, it's not instant. Yeah, no doubt. Ken Vela, good to spend it with you. Ken Vela, MC. Right here, right now. RedStation.tv. We guys... are here. <laughs> Make sure you guys get on a Ken Vela, MC. Just a quick shout out this Saturday. Here in Phoenix, out in Glendale, Martin Auto Museum. Make sure you check out the Martin Auto Museum Veterans uh, Parade, live music. Uh, excuse me, show, I should say. Well, it's going to be a fandangle like a parade. It's a car show, of course. The Veterans Martin Auto Museum. Uh, we'll have that up on our Facebook. Good to hang with you guys. Stay tuned. We are going to have uh, next week, we've got the folks over from uh, Mecham Auto Auctions. are going to be on the show. We're going to talk car auctions. As I tell you every week, man, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic.